G'day, y'all. Welcome to our next episode of Watch and Wine, the show where we do what we do best, which is watch films, drink wine, and then whine about them. My name is Chris, and joining me today is C. Hi, y'all. <laughs> it's so hot here. I know. <laughs> I can't. What's happening in Texas? Handle it. I mean, I don't know why I get surprised. It's just really hot in Austin right now. And I'm just really glad that we are sitting in your walk-in closet, mm-hmm. in air conditioning, drinks with some ice in it. On the floor. Very on the classy. floor. With pillows, because... Mm-hmm. Comfort. Yes. But we're really committed to this thing. I think it's been extremely hot in Austin. And, like, that's some, saying something coming from, like, an Australian being like, yeah, I got this. And then I'm like, fuck this, man. I don't think... I don't want to go outside. Wherever you're from, like, you can't get used to it. Well, last week we tried to go to an outdoor place and it, I thought, like... We were going to well, faint. Yeah, when I left, I was like, I do not feel well. That was a bad idea. I was like, felt like I had, like, heat exhaustion or, or was dehydrated or something and I kept drinking water, but it... We can't do that again. And you're trying to be social and see your friends and be COVID safe and sit outside. But then yeah. you're like, this is awful. I need to sit inside. So I need to be in air conditioning. just sit home and do this. You know what I used to love is going to the cinema because it's Ugh. so cold in there. I have done that in so long. I know. And I'm just, I miss it. And what was really... our last one? Which one? I don't even know what movie it was. I don't. But we used to go like at least once a week, I, sometimes twice. I did go see, um, what's it name? What's oh. the name? Black Widow. That was in a theater? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know Nick that. Nick and I went. We, like, risked it at the Alamo. Oh, it's I felt uncomfortable, time. but Nick had to sit next to someone random, not me. <laughs> oh, so they had it, like, packed. It was pretty busy. Oh. Yeah. They yeah. didn't have it spaced out. Mm-mm. No, but that but one... But when Spider-Man comes out, I, I think I have to go to a theater for that. Yeah, we'll just have to go on, like, a Monday when no one's there. Yeah. Anyway, um, back to what we're actually talking about which is a movie that we watched recently it actually this week's movie was our first comedy like Mm -hmm. true pure comedy only it was airplane exclamation point (laughs) is that the actual title yeah it has like an exclamation point in it airplane (laughs) (laughs) gosh scared me (laughs) uh so timeout and hollywood reporter actually voted this one on their top hundred of all time usually we've taken this from empire but we branched out because we needed some some variety in our yeah, life. Yeah, we need some lightness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's basically a spoof of every disaster movie released in the 70s. Um, it was released in 1980 and was written and directed by David and Jerry Zucker. Probably more for millennials. A little bit later, maybe in the 80s or early 90s, they did Hot Shots, which was like a rip off Top Gun and stuff like that. And had, um, oh, I don't even know who they got. Oh, it had, what's his name? From Two Men and a Child, Charlie... Charlie, whatever. Two, like, two men and a baby or something? Two, no, the show. Two men and... Shit, what's his name? I don't know. I'll think of it later. Yeah, yeah. I don't We'll think know. about it later. Anyway, so these guys did those films. Whatever. Um, so before we jump into it, please note that every episode will contain spoilers from that movie. So if you haven't seen it and don't want us to ruin it for you, this is your warning. Go watch the film and then come back. Okay, so we went and looked up what I was talking about because C was going in a totally different direction. You made it sound like three men and a baby. And who was the guy you were saying it was? Tom was like Tom Selleck, Ted Danson, they're in that movie. Yeah, and I was like, no, 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 they're way too old for this. That is not what I'm talking about. And I was like, that Charlie guy looked up. No, you didn't say Charlie I did say Charlie. I did. You can go back and listen to it. said Mm -hmm. Charlie. And then Charlie Sheen is who I was talking about who's in Hot Shots. (laughs) 
<laughs> two and a half men is what you meant. Yeah, two men and a child. It's basically the same thing, right? Anyone did not get there at all. Everyone agrees with me. Totally fine. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we cleared that okay. up pretty quickly. Um, but anyway, so the guys that did this movie are behind that as well. But this movie was very different from the other ones we've kind of watched so far, and we've had to change our mindset and adjust and kind of take it for what it was. Yeah. I feel like we've gone from very serious and intense movies to this one was just like, what is happening in this film? Yeah. And then you realize it's just a shit show of random things. The whole time you're just, it's just line after line after line, the whole movie. <laughs> so so the, different. The airplane exclamation point plot mainly is just a device to string together various gags and revolves around a emotionally scarred combat pilot who's called Ted Stryker who finds himself the unwilling pilot of a passenger jet with the flight attendant who just dumped him, who is Aileen, after the crew and half the passengers... Oh, Aileen, sorry. I'm going to say the wrong name the whole way through. Uh, After the crew and half the passengers fall victim to food poisoning, there's a concerned doctor on board who has to address the medical distress and does some damage control, while a ground team both helps and distracts them as they attempt to land at the nearest airport. This sounds like a huge disaster film. It is not, like, the whole premise of food poisoning. Don't get me started. Um, But this whole film riffs on a series called Airport, which came out in 1975. And a couple of... (laughs) Never heard of it. And a couple of disaster movies, which I have heard of but have never seen, which is a Poseidon adventure in Tarrant Inferno. But then it also is claiming to be a straight remake of a movie from the 50s called Zero Hour, which the directors bought the rights to... So, because they were copying it for this film, so they couldn't get sued for basically just doing a complete riff off Zero Hour. So that's just some trivia behind the scenes of what just happened in that film. <laughs> it was... <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> it was a roller coaster. Yeah. Um, for the plonk, we went for some mimosas. So we got a sparkling mm-hmm. wine. It was a 12.5. Um, it was called, it's called Cremant de Lemoux, a brute. But we had, of course, difficulty pronouncing it, which I think also I'm still having difficulty Difficulty pronouncing it. All right, so today we're drinking, again, it's what time is it? 10.30. 10.30 in the morning, so we've decided to do mimosas again, and then we've switched it up. We can't afford champagne all the time because we're (laughs) povo. Um, But we're going to have, it is a white sparkling wine from France, so we're trying to get as close to champagne as possible. Brute. It's a brute, yeah, and oh, bloody hell. <laughs> it's called, it's from Mason Lemot. Lemot. Lemox? Lemot? Lemot? I feel like it's like Lemot. No, Cremant de Lemot. Like. But it's like, if you, you want to say it like, Limo. it's Cremant de Lemox. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's Lamox. I feel like it's gonna be like Limo. 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 Oh, that was ready. I barely even like turned it. <laughs> okay, so I think we figured out now how to pronounce it based on Google and smartphones. Has... Yes, I found a YouTube clip. So let's let's see how wrong we really were. Cremo de Limo. We were so off. De Limo. Cremant de Lemoux. Lemoux. <laughs> yeah, we failed at that. Yeah. Okay, so airplane. <laughs> Exclamation point. Airplane. <laughs> so <laughs> this was, I had a lot of in, politically incorrect jokes and just a lot of raunchiness. It kind of feels and, wrong, but right at the right, same time. <laughs> I think they're doing it in a way to call out 
all this stuff because it was very offensive offensive towards women and minorities and everyone it's offensive to everyone pretty much everyone (laughs) in the movie is getting made fun of or it's like stereotypical things and it's so obvious and just non-stop like the whole movie the whole script is just like joke after joke after joke it's like no one is safe like everyone's a target no matter who you are you'll they're trying to offend you well not trying to offend you they're just trying to make a joke out of you at some yeah, point in that film. I think they're really just calling out so many wrong things in the world at that time <laughs> and they still apply it's very appropriate still now yeah and it just was constant and very just laugh out loud moments throughout which is really you know nice like we said like a very different break mm-hmm. but uh, we had a lot of different scenes or quotes that really stuck on our brain I wanted, like, the first, because it's also just, I don't know if we've already said this, but so literal. Like, all the jokes are just anything they say. So, like, this one clip, he's asking, she's asking, like, uh, if he wants a smoking or not smoking ticket. You know, what you think, <laughs> what part of the airplane do you sit? Yeah. And he says smoking, and so she hands him a ticket that's smoking. Got literal smoke. Literally like, smoking. coming off it, and you're like, And you're just like, wait. what? And just catches you off guard, and then you just laugh. And it sounds so stupid, but it's... It's actually really funny. And then another one that I think we really loved was he somebody said something like shit hits the fan and they literally see shit, shit fly go at a fan. Fly it at was the fan. probably one of the best. It was like so symbolic at the same time and I'm like wow, like when shit hits a fan, I never really it's like you know it's a shit's going wrong, yeah. things going bad, but you never really think about at what that would be like and then they throw shit, shit at the fan, fan and you see what happens and you're like huh that does make sense. <laughs> just, they always just caught me off guard, I think. Um, another one where the doctor was saying that we have to get this woman to a hospital. And she goes, what is it? And he, a hospital, what is it? And he goes, it's a big building with patients, but that's not important right now. Because obviously she's asking, like, what's, what's wrong? wrong? <laughs> and no, he just is like, it's it's a building with patients. And you're like, oh, my God. I feel like it happened another time as well. Uh, it could have been like the, co- the cockpit or something like that. And he's like, like, where is it? And he's like, oh, it's at the front of the plane where the pilot's flying yeah. or whatever. But that's not important. And you're like, the explanations are so fast and so quick. And like, you don't have time to process what happened in that yes. gag until the next one happens. Yes. It's like it's onslaught after onslaught non- after onslaught. Nonstop. <laughs> um, another one, they tied in Pinocchio. Uh, the doctor was like, we're fine, we're fine. And his nose just like keeps That's growing. Because he's lying. And I'm just like, oh, and everyone's just sitting there listening to him. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, this is like classic because he's just yes. bullshitting everyone. Yeah. It was just so many things. Um, And then there is, like, the classic line that, I mean, at least classic for me, and I literally, anytime somebody says this, I think of this line. I think it's, like, a meme. It's, I mean, it's been around. I think it's probably, like, maybe, to me, the biggest line, which I've always been aware of, where it's, surely you can't be serious. And he's, I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. (laughs) And literally every time somebody is, like, surely that can't be the case. And I always just want to be, like, don't don't call call me me Shirley. Shirley. (laughs) I but didn't I even know that like came from like that film and yeah. I saw it, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I think it's just such a classic. I just think there's just so many funny parts in this. Like I was like I said, we were coming into it with watched these very serious films and mm-hmm. this was like a complete one eighty from what we've experienced. And even like at the start 
where there's like a PA announcement at the airport between a man and a female and then they actually end up having an argument while they're talking because apparently they're like in a breakup or whatever <laughs> and you're just like wait what is happening and then it just keeps going and yeah. it keeps going and you're like oh okay I need to like really reset my mind on like what this film is actually going to be about it is not serious yeah well and i know you said it's based off like certain those certain movies and tv shows that we don't really know but like it can tie to so many action movies and romantic movies like they use so many kinds of scenes that are still used in modern stuff like the whole spoof of it yes which you kept calling a what oh is it a spoof spoof i think you're right snuff Not a snuff film. It is not a snuff film. I apologize. I (laughs) didn't know what I was doing. It is a spoof. Um, I was like, it's a snuff. It's definitely a snuff. Google what a snuff film is. I was like, oh, it's not that. We are not watching. Take it out. Take it out. Spoof. Parody. Spoof. It's just, but I think it now then set up everything for all these movies later. Like you look at like not another teen movie or scary Mm -hmm. movie. Same kind of thing, but I think this one was just so literal, like you said. I don't think Scary Movie and, like, Not Another Teen Movie are that literal and that in your face, and I feel like their offense also doesn't target everyone. It just, like, there's this, it's just more, like, millennial, where this one's just, like, classic, so I understand why it's on these lists as well. Well, one of my favorite characters, in quotes, um, she, which I think this line has been used a lot. It's not the first time I've heard the line it just, it was a little boy coming up to this little girl. So innocent. Yeah, so innocent. Like, do you want some... Coffee. Yeah, do you want some coffee? And she was like, I like my coffee like I like my men. And it was just like this, The I think it was just, <laughs> she did it so well. She had so much attitude and there's this little boy and he just looked so hurt. And she just was such a badass and how she did it and she just owned it. Okay, so usually when we do watch these films, there's a lot more, like, depth to them. I don't know if this film had much... Analysis. ...depth. Like, we can't really, like, look at the characters and see how they developed and grew over this film because there was no character development. There, there were was no so growth. many characters, too. It was, like, a start, a middle, and, like, an end. <laughs> and that's probably how, like, a disaster movie plot would go or action film. Mm-hmm. I think there was some action scenes when you really think about it, but they all seemed to be at this bar that they were randomly in as like a flashback. Yes. It was Ted's flashback. And how, he, how he met Elaine. And I think one of the scenes we were just like jaw drops is when all those Girl Scouts, those two Girl Scouts are like in a bar fight with each other and they just don't stop. I don't they're know if they're exactly Girl Scouts, but they're very Girl Scout-esque. They're dressed like Girl Scouts. They yeah. could like be, you know, not Girl Scouts, but they were Girl Scouts. Like yeah. that's what I saw and they were just rumbling with each other like in this bar. Full on like hitting each other with chairs and tables. I don't even remember how it got started or what was, like, the lead-in. just in. didn't stop. They just kept going. Yes. And I'm like, when does this end? And no one was, like, breaking it up. <laughs> and then some guy in the bar also gets stabbed in the back, which was very <laughs> random, but it somehow made him get out of the oh, way. Remember? So, like, it opened up the floor to see her. But remember, because he was doing moves, like, 
like uh, he, he was like trying to get the knife and she thought he was doing dances or she was just like doing what he was doing but no he was dying because he got stabbed in the back I don't know I was like was there like a metaphor here for being stabbed in the back but I think yeah you're right it was so that she was copying his dance moves because she was so yeah, unaware this guy was dying literal yeah just <laughs> but for this being a disaster movie that was like the I think the most action we saw so I wouldn't really call it like I guess landing the plane. Film. Was sort of an of an action, I, I guess. I don't even remember the landing of the plane, but <laughs> him sweating bullets. Oh, when, I guess when I compare it to all the action movies I've seen, when you compare this to like Snakes on a Plane or Air Force One or Die Hard Two, there was so much more action and drama and character development. This movie lacked it in my yes. eyes. I was like, the relationship was pretty basic. Like yeah. she said, she didn't respect him, which I was like, dude, run! She doesn't respect you. Yeah, he's dealing with coming back from the war. And she's he has PTSD, and yeah. she doesn't seem to really care about that. And so that was pretty brutal. And she's like, we're done. We're gone forever. He then jumps on a plane and conquers his fears. Mm-hmm. I will say, great character kind of thing for Ted. But then he was just shitting himself the whole time <laughs> and, like, really didn't pull it together. And I was like, you're not really the hero here where I think you're supposed to be. No. And then the big dun-dun-dun moment is not someone's hijacked a plane. It's they get food poisoning from <laughs> fish, okay? This is the most basic thing. I actually have a friend that got food poisoning on a plane from shrimp. Granted, like, she said it was awful, but I'm like, okay, like, Like, the actual food she ate was awful? Yeah, the shrimp. Made her sick. No, having food poisoning on a plane would be awful. Well, yeah, but but the shrimp tasted okay. (laughs) I mean, I never really asked her that. But that whole thing being like, where's this big, like, moment where, like, shit goes wrong? It's like... No, they're not, all just safe. There's, like, sn- there's not snakes on here. There's, like, not a terrorist trying to take it down or, like, kidnap the president but or, all like, the whatever. pilots get sick. And it so nobody can fly the plane. Poisoning. And who really, how many people order fish on a plane? Let's just, all the p- pilots had it when I've, there was meat I've never been fish. on a plane and been offered a fish. It's always, like, a chicken or beef or Is a vegetarian. Is that, like, a rule in airlines now that, like, they can't order the same thing in case one's wrong, though? Like, you reckon that would be? I would definitely. Definitely recommend that. It makes sense. You can't all eat the same thing because one of you might be incapacitated yeah, if you all have it. That should be a new rule. And then, call the airlines. <laughs> I think the ending, no one dies in this film, okay? Like, they are all alive. Ever, people get food poisoning, yeah. sure, but no one's dead. And a true action disaster film, someone dies. So People just disappear. They get sick and they just disappeared somewhere and then they weren't in the and movie And then they anymore. were fine. And then at the end, they all, like, land the plane safely. That wasn't that dramatic. And then they... End up getting back together. She's, you know, realized that he's amazing. He's a savior because of, like, he can fly a plane. He's also a pilot. Of course he Which can fly a plane. he was just so, yeah. He and wasn't then they, that much of a savior. And they kiss at the end. Like, Very and it's like a Disney, Disney movie happy scene. ending kiss. Yeah, I just, I can't rate this as, like, a great action disaster film. Like, it says it is in its, like, little thingy. Granted, it's a comedy. I mean, it is a disaster. It's just a different kind of action disaster. It's just a straight up the whole, everything in the movie is a disaster and all going wrong. That's how it's a disaster. Look, it just hit below my standards a little bit. I just expected more (laughs) from it. I do not go into this thinking that this action, (laughs) quote-unquote, disaster film would get to the diehard standard. I pretty much knew this is like a cheesy... Yeah, but Snakes on a Plane is a comedy too, and that had a lot more action and disaster happening. So, okay, we can add that one to the list. (laughs) But, like, it just, it lacked that firepower that I really wanted to see. Yeah. Well, I thought it was more of a comedy than an action. Yes. So I'm surprised it says that. 
I would put this 100% as, like, a comedy. Yeah, I agree. Um, so we had some honorable mentions. Ted. So that's, like, the pilot, like, the main guy in the love story. The he was our... Mega he was babe. our babe alert. Yeah. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, At we always have to like... try to find one. Sometimes we can't, but <laughs> he was our babe alert for sure. And he he's... grew on me. Like, he had these really big eyes. Kind of like your kind of eyes. Like, oh. big and, like, buggy and blue. Oh. I like have in, buggy eyes? But, like, in a, like, it's because it's, like, okay, what you look at. Okay, yeah. Talk yourself back on that one. You know, like, in A Bug's Life, they have the big eyes, and they're beautiful because they have these big eyes. It's like that. Anyway. <laughs> and he speaks into the camera sure. as well, and he's, like, I just, I think he's so pretty, and when he's in, like, that, um, this weed leads us into our next, I guess, like, honorable mention is the oh, Saturday yeah. Night Fever the mention. Big, the, well, he was in, like, an Air Force or, like, like a, a, a white... Like military, military suit, suit yeah. like back then, is at a bar. And he, he looks like, good. Looks so good. Chucks his hair, like takes his like shirt off, starts dancing. Well, yeah, he takes off the jacket, and it's like a Saturday Night uh, Fever vest. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like looking at this, being like, this looks really familiar. Like I've seen this, and then I realized in the movie Ted with Mark Wahlberg and Mila Kunis, they actually rip off this scene oh. when they meet at the dance floor. So when they first have a meet cue and they're like thinking about it, it's the exact same scene. It's like the exact same exact dance moves. Exact same dance moves. It's been moves, a really long outfit. time since I've Mila seen Kunis even like, you know how he like spins around? She mm-hmm. grabs him and spins around like it's the same thing. Oh. I watched like a kind of a comparison. I'm like, that's where I've seen it. And I totally thought in Ted... That scene was from Boogie Nights, which Mark Wahlberg was in because it was like a disco thing. But like, then I realized it was Saturday Night Fever now. So, full circle on yeah. where but I've you, seen things. During that scene, the whole time, you're like, look, I can see the strings. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, like not impressed out. with like, oh, I can see how they're doing this. Like, duh, like, there's strings <laughs> holding him up. I don't think this movie had a big budget. I don't think they can. <laughs> Another honorable mention, which. He was the, sh- I think, the most shocking character, <laughs> the automatic pilot. Could you ever call it a character? I guess his facials kind changed of. at different scenes. He had a big part <laughs> in a lot of it. So when like all the pilots have gotten sick, they're like, "We need the automatic pilot," which of course normally is autopilot. Mm-hmm. And they hit this button, and it's a big blow up pilot that just shows up. And he but just all he, the hands are up. He, I mean, yeah, he's flying it. I don't know why he couldn't land it. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a, a perv at the he same time. Creep, yeah. He was a creep. So Elaine would come around, and there was one part where he I deflated. Guess he started to get deflated. Did they deflate him or did he get a hole in? I think maybe I think they deflated him, def- and they're like, "We need him back." They deflate. No, no, I think they did. Defla- it was like a malfunction. So it's like if there's something malfunctions with the autopilot. <laughs> Like, they have to go and try and fix it. And yeah, like, so oh, like, to fix blow it, him up. you have to give him a blowjob. Well, so, I mean, she's blowing air to it, but, oh, of course. It looks the, like a blowjob. The hole is right by his belt. <laughs> and so she's pretty much giving him a BJ throughout. Well, to blow him out, not throughout. And then afterwards, like, he's got a cigarette in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> he also, at one point, cops, like, she, like... 
She's was trying it? to like bend over and help with something. I think Ted's getting in the pilot seat and she's trying to get the autopilot out because she's going to be the yeah. co-pilot. And then he like starts. Somehow they make like, this inflatable thing like feel her up the whole time yeah, and like have like, his hands on her boobs. And, starts, like, <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, this autopilot is amazing. He was definitely like, <laughs> and his smile subtly would change at different times, like <laughs> creepier, being like, yeah, I got a good. And you're like, okay, dude, calm yeah, down. He always got a reaction out of us oh they, she's gonna oh my god blow up yeah oh my gosh like she's giving him a blow Okay, on to our ratings, which is going to be very different, I feel like, to all of our other ratings. Starting with script, I kind of want to say four because I did laugh out loud a lot. And literally the whole script is just joke after joke after joke. And I think it has a lot of creativity and a lot of things that we wouldn't think so literal. And you're like, oh, my gosh, that is like that. Yes, I would agree for because, like, I think you could watch this again and pick up on things you didn't see because it's, like, every line is a gag. There is no non – everything is a joke. And to write a a script like that where it's consistently joke after joke after joke after joke would be – I mean, I'm not – I think I'm funny. I'm not that funny. So, like, trying to write a script like that would be hard. I was looking at – I was trying to find the quote, the Shirley quote, and there was an article of, like, how did they – like, the story behind it. And I didn't really read it, but I did catch a little thing where I think they did a lot of stuff on the fly. Like, they would say something like, oh, we could actually do this, and they would, like, change it really quick. I bet there was so much – improv or adjustments Mm -hmm. that they just kept going and building on. I would agree. I think there was just so much like ad-libbing in that. And that's why they have those actors. What is his name? Leslie Nielsen, I think, is known for like that kind of acting. So like makes sense. But yeah, the script was great, even if it wasn't planned. Yeah. Characters. I don't know. I mean, there isn't much character work. So maybe like a a three. Oh, you're generous. I was was thinking two and a half. I was going to give them one and a half. I thought the characters were weak. But You're that is tr- also it the is point. True. I'm trying to be like nice, but you I'll like the film. But the characters don't yeah. need to be strong. You just got a really good script. It's just yeah. the character development. I'll was say not two because like there are like they have to be funny, and there are so many characters, and they really do add again to the jokes after joke after joke. But so I'll say two. I'm saying one point five because there's so many characters. Like the range of like what we're saying, like every single person minority. Norm, like I don't even know like the correct way to say it, but like there was just so many of them everywhere, and everyone yeah. was being targeted. But like the main characters were just blah. Yeah, there wasn't any depth, and it just they were kind of there and just cracking more jokes. Plot. Ooh, there wasn't much plot. I'm gonna say two and a half again. I'm gonna say two. I think I went into like this is not a disaster film, and I wanted that. The plot was weak from like it was so cliche when it was like. A couple, they're broken up, and then there's a plane, but then the plane, like, they have food poisoning, then they have to land it. Like, the whole thing, like... It was just a hodgepodge of shit. was Yeah, it was just, like... And I get they didn't want to probably make it complicated because of what it was, but yeah. the plot was, like, so beyond basic Even for me. Even the end, like, how they tried to, like, 
because they were in that what is it when they're in the control room is that mm-hmm. what it is and like bringing in like a pilot there and they're supposed to be like this between the pilot and the guy helping on the ground there's like some sort of animosity and it just they're trying to throw a bunch of stuff but it's really not about that it's about the jokes and they're just putting in yep. filler yes. so the jokes work yeah but the plot the plot alone is terrible yeah, yeah. entertainment factor i mean i think with all the jokes it it has a good it i'm gonna say four. Oh, i was gonna say three Sorry. i mean yeah i feel like i'm reading like, this one really harshly you are it's not like boom entertainment like i think you're doing that because you expected more action yeah but it's a I movie called airplane exclamation point <laughs> for not having a good plot for not having good characters you're into it you're laughing the whole time like the jokes are landing so yes. i think it just there's so many that i'm gonna stick with four I'm going to say three. The script takes them over the line. But there also is parts, just to backtrack a little bit, there are parts that it isn't about the script and there is just like something happening in the background that's funny. So, yeah. Okay, I'm going to stick with that. Recommend. Yes. No. No? You wouldn't recommend it? I mean, I would recommend other movies first over this one. I would recommend somebody. We're not saying that. I know, but kind of like how Annie Hall, I was like, nah. Well, Annie Hall's not... Yeah, but it's no, like, Annie I Hall would... is iconic, but yeah, Airplane, I'm like... Airplane's mm. iconic. There's a lot of yeah, but good jokes. I think there's a lot of other ones out there I'd see before this one. I'm going to go no. I'm just going to But as a it. slapstick comedy... I probably... There's probably other ones out there. I think... I understand the importance of I it, I think but... you're remembering the movie shittier than it was. Because <laughs> you were laughing a lot. Yeah. And why not recommend something that makes somebody laugh and is just super cheesy and lighthearted? I think I just didn't like that it didn't have a plot. Like it, that's what that movie is. It was is. just a joke after joke after joke, and maybe that's just like not what I like. In I films. think it's just such I a like classic. substance, and it just didn't provide that for me. So I'm allowed to say no. I don't agree. <laughs> Wine vibe. I was into it. Yeah, it was really good with the it orange was really juice. Really good. Yeah. I, I thought it was, like, one of the best mimosas we've made. What were we saying? <laughs> I said it reminded me of Verve. I think. Even mm. though it wasn't champagne, you got to choose sparkling from France that tries to be champagne because yeah. it's not from champagne. But I remember it being like, it had that kind of more bitter, kind of drier yeah, taste. Yeah, we tasted it before we put the orange juice in it. It had more of like a tainy. It said something about like green apples and a mm-hmm. little bit more like a citrusy tainy, which I love. It really melded well with the orange juice, yeah. I thought. So I was it, very happy with I it. I think if you, I guess like if you don't want if you can't, if you don't want, if you don't want to spend money on champagne, which is totally yeah. fine, that is me all the time. This would be a good substitute if you have like want to have a bottle of bubbles that's like not prosecco. You want to up it a little bit to the mm-hmm. brute, but it's not champagne. I think it was like what less it's than like, twenty dollars. No, it was like twenty, like nineteen ninety nine or something like yeah. that. Yeah, so I think it's, it's like, like a good. It's filler. a nice middle of the range. So like at Christmas time and like the holiday season or like celebrations, just have a bottle like at home so you can like pop it whenever have something happens. Have what bottle? Cremente. Oh, Cremente Lewis. Lewis. <laughs> Whatever. We'll put it, we'll have it like tagged. You guys go look at our like little profile. You'll see it there. <laughs> Get it at your local shop. Uh, all right. Well, thank y'all for joining for Airplane this week. Comment on any movies you want us to watch and whine about. And don't forget to find us on TikTok at Watch and Wine Podcast. And subscribe. Cheers. Cheers.